Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. Hey, we are in a series called A Living Sacrifice, and today we're going to be talking about competitive Christianity. And a living sacrifice worships God, God's way, and lives out God's will. I want to say that again. A living sacrifice worships God's way and lives out God's will. We have a tremendous team. I want to thank Pastor Michael Roberts for an absolute great job as he opened up this series with considering the mercies of God and presenting our lives, our bodies as a living sacrifice. Pastor Jake, really your message as we listen and was ministered is a hinge verse. I think what he spoke on with renew, about renewing the mind, if you have not heard it, please go back online, go to our YouTube page, our podcast page, listen to it. Your life will change. And last week, Pastor Steve just flat out crushed it about the body of Christ. Yeah, give it up for Pastor Steve, Pastor Jake. I feel like we're the Texas Rangers. Come on, that we just won the All-Stars. And today, we're going to begin to look uh, at Romans chapter 12. Now, let's just see this. In the Bible, I mean, not just the Bible, when considered books in the world, the book of Romans is considered one of the greatest books of theology ever written. And it's justification by faith alone. So, the first 11 chapters show us who God is. You may want to write that down and what he's done. So the first 11 chapters, it shows us who God is and what he's done. Then beginning with chapter 12 to 16, it shows us how we respond to who God is and what he's done. Let me say it another way. The first 11 chapters of the book of Romans shows us how to believe or what to believe or who to believe in. And chapter 12 to 16 shows us how to behave. But it seems like in the culture that we're living in, what we believe and how we behave have been fractured. Years ago, I crushed my foot. It was broken three places. It required several surgeries. Why? To begin to mend the fracture of the bone, setting it back in order. And today, in the next two weeks, it's my goal to begin to set in order how we believe and how we behave. Let me just show you. How many of you believe God wants to bless you. Raise your hand. Can you wave in the air? Because you do. Come on, wave at me. You believe. Only a few. How many of you actually tithe consistently and will give sacrificially in the bill together? Not quite as many, you see. And that's because how we believe and how we behave sometimes gets fractured. Now, in the book of Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to the end of the chapter, there are 13 exhortations. And I was going to try to teach all 13, and I thought, that's not a good idea. You probably won't be able to teach one in a day. It'll take you too long. And so I chose three, but I want you to begin to do an extra lesson, if you will. If you work out and you've ever had a personal trainer, one of my favorite things, they say, give me one more. I would like you this week to go to chapter 12, and that you would read through the 13 exhortations. 
vengeance, like pray without ceasing. One that I struggle with, let the Lord take vengeance. It's like, no, I want to key their car, you know? And, and, and so there are 13, and this is how we challenge us to read it online in here. Number one, we should read those 13 exhortations. You should write this down. It's really good. You should read it prayerfully. Number two, as you read these 13 exhortations, we should experience or encounter Jesus. Whenever I read the Bible, it's not to get a sermon. It's not like a cookbook. I want to experience or encounter Jesus. And thirdly, I think we need to read slowly and actually begin to meditate on these 13 exhortations. And now I want to do this. We are going to take three in the, starting today in the next two weeks. And this is what we do. We want to outdo one another in honor. Next week, I'm going to talk, and this is going to be like two wings of a great eagle. Not only do we want to outdo one another in honor, we want to meet the needs of the saints and practice hospitality. I believe we will win this city and this region as we meet the needs of the saints and we practice hospitality. And on Build Together, we will uh, preach the last verse, we will not be overcome by evil, but we will overcome evil with good. Can you say Amen. Now go to Romans chapter 12, and we're going to look at verse 10, verse 13, and verse 21. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. That word brotherly is Philadelphia. It's a family word that we should love one another like a family affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And that's where we get the phrase competitive Christianity. If you ever play a board game or a sport, do not play against Becky and I. We are both so competitive. We're fifth cousins. From, we're from Louisiana. We will hurt you and your people, okay? And yes, we are mad at Alabama because they beat LSU yesterday. Thugs. No, I'm not going to sing Sweet Home Alabama. I will not, okay? And so get this, it's, I love this. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And that where it says outdo, it means a fixed amount. And so we do not honor people, catch this, we do not honor people because they treat us well. We honor people because there is an amount that has been fixed. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 14, it's like going to a garage sale. You should see Becky in a garage sale, or if we go to another nation and she's bartering. We were in Malaysia, she's trying to barter for a fake Louis Vuitton purse, Okay. And, and so she's going, oh, how much? I mean, oh, I mean she, she's just going at it. And can I say, she's going, oh, that's trash. That's trash. I saw one down the road. It looks a lot better. And so what does Proverbs say? The buyer says, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Then all of a sudden walks away. Man, I got a deal. Can I say the price has been paid and fixed. It's been paid by Jesus Christ. The world and the devil said we were no good. But God said, no, I've already paid the price. Can you say? Amen. And that's what it means to outdo one another. Now, let's read from the New King James. It's going to come on the screen. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly or family love. And then it says, in honor, giving preference to one another. Uh, in California Coast Bible College, the best Bible college in the whole world. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's almost like a Taylor Swift concert or watching the Kansas City Chiefs. Come on. And so she likes that. So get this. 
I want you to know this. In John chapter 1, which we're memorizing, the first 18 verses, John says that John the Baptist cried out, saying, He who came after me, get this, after me, is preferred before me because he was before me. Usually, if you're the first cousin, you're, the other cousins are going to look up. Honor does not base is not based on how we act in one sense. It's based on what Jesus did. He was preferred before us, came after John the Baptist to heal us and save us. Can you say amen? Then another one. Let's read the Darby translation. As to honor, each taking the lead. Come on, let's take the lead and paying it to the other. What is honor? Write this down. What is honor? Honor is to esteem. It is to value. It is to give respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. What do you think of me? Here at City Church California, in a moment we're going to repeat it. It's going to come on the screen. We honor up, we honor down, and we honor all around. When we honor someone, it means we value them highly and we bestow value on them. Now, please write this down. I want this to settle on your mind. Honor is the atmosphere of the supernatural. And I'd like to ask a question. What area of your life? Is it finances? Is it your body? Is it your heart, your spirit, your family, relationship that you need a miraculous breakthrough? It could be that we're not honoring the way God tells us to honor and we are in competition with so many things in our culture but when we honor our honor goes up the miracles come down when we dishonor or devalue what God honors and values then miracles do not come down and God speaks of honor so I want us to do this it's going to come on the screen and we're going to say it together we honor up, come on, say it a little bit louder. This is Ventura. Thank goodness you're not in the Pacific Northwest where it's rainy and cold. Come on. We honor. We honor. We honor. Let's do it again. We honor. We honor. We honor. And, and so I want to say, are you experiencing the supernatural in your life? If not, how are you honoring? As we consider some of the people we're told to honor in the Bible, we have to ask ourselves, have we allowed dishonor to come into our lives? So where does honor start? Everyone say, honor up. We honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. I want you to go with me to 1 Timothy 1.17. Jesus said this. This isn't 1 Timothy 1.17. He said, these people, get this, sing really good in the synagogue on Sunday. Well, their Sunday was a Saturday. He said, but their hearts are far from me. They honor me with their speech, but their hearts are far from me. This is 1 Timothy 1.17. Now to the King Eternal, immortal, invisible, to God, who alone is wise, get this, be honor and glory forever and ever. So how do we honor God? Number one, I have to say we honor God, and I'm looking for, I guess it's not up here. Bring me that tithe envelope, Jay, for Build Together. One way that we do that is we tithe. And if you want to know, thank you. This is my son. Turn around, let him see your nice looking face. He takes after Becky's side. Come on. 
He's competitive like Becky. He preaches like me. Uh, and he is amazing. Oh, yeah, and he preaches like Becky too. Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you how we could begin to check if we honor God. Can I say, I could not say I honored Becky if I never gave Becky any of my finances. A clear indication that we honor God is that we give God a tithe, which is 10%. And in an economy when discretionary spending is evaporating, it takes a lot of trust. But I stand or sit before you today, one way that we honor is that we tithe, but another one we sacrificially give. And that's what built together is. It's not equal amounts, but it's equal sacrifice. I want to say another thing, how we honor God is we give God time. In the morning, I, I pray not to get God's favor. I'm praying to honor him. Like, for example, uh, I usually bring Becky in. We have a rule in our relationship that we will not spend over $500 unless both of us agree. Sometimes, well, she gets to change that rule anytime she wants. <laughs> It's the rules of engagement, amen? And, and so uh, usually I ask for advice, but years ago uh, I was just heaven bent, purgatory bent, I was gonna buy a Volkswagen Beetle. I had just entered my 40s. I want to say no man in his right mind should ever consider buying a Volkswagen Beetle when they turn 40, okay? That should not be. And so I went to the vote, and I kind of considered her, but did not. And the Volkswagen bug that I bought, it said on the sticker on the window, dark metallic blue. And I go, man, that is my color right there. Well, it was rainy that day. The next day, the sun came out. I'm bringing the boys to school, and they all shouted out, Dad, your car is purple. It looks like Barney, and he doesn't love you or me, you know? And so right then, I had a hatred for that car, and I said, Becky, please, go return it. She said, nope, you're the one who wanted it. You're the one who considered it. You didn't really ask me, and so you have to drive the Beetle. Can I say the same thing with God? Why are we ask, I'm not asking God to be involved in our lives every day of our lives? We honor God by tithing. We honor God by giving. We honor God by praying. We talk with God. Prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue where you invite God to all of your living. Can you say amen? I want to say another thing. We honor God because we serve God. Have you ever heard the marriage book, The Five Languages of Love? Becky asked me, well, what's your language, baby? And I said, well, I think it's service and, uh, yes, yeah, service time 10. I love being served, you know. I said, babe, what is yours? She said, all five. Can I say, God is like Becky. He wants all five. He wants word, time, attention, service, and affection. That's called worship. Can you say amen? Now, the next one, you're going to be going to Ephesians chapter 6. Everyone say, honor up, honor, up. honor, down, honor down, honor all around. And this one is mentioned in the Bible the most. This is mentioned in the Bible the most. It's in Exodus. As the children of Israel come out of Egypt, they're in the wilderness, and God gives what they call the Decalogue. And dialogue comes from that, the Ten Conversations. We call it the Ten Commandments. And the fifth commandment is with a promise, and it's the longest one. It says, you shall honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. It's mentioned 
mentioned in Deuteronomy when they go, they're getting ready to go into the land, and it's mentioned here in Ephesians. Let's read it. Children, obey your parents. How? In the Lord. For this is right. Verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Why? That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Now, let me say what it did not say. It did not say honor your mom and dad if they're perfect. It did not say honor your mom and dad if they're believers. It did not say honor your mom and dad if they gave you a time out and they didn't spank you, okay? It did not say that. It's not saying maybe your parents were dysfunctional, maybe they were broken, maybe they were absentee, maybe they were abusive, and maybe they're triggers in your life. We're not saying honor what they did that would have come from unbelief, pain, and hurt, but we're saying we have to begin to honor the position. In our culture, they're trying to remove the rights of parents, thinking that they're going to protect the children. I think if you have a child or a grandchild, I could say this, my boys honored their grandparents. They honored Becky. But I want to talk about something. One day, my son Jude was smart-mouthing Becky. And I thought, where did he learn that? Because I'm from Louisiana, I thought, I'm going to lay hands on him further down, the gifts of the Spirit. And, and so when I'm walking, the Spirit of God impressed on my mind, he learned it from you. I think honor needs to be lived out and modeled. And how would our homes be better if we honor up, we honor God, we honor our parents? Now listen, my mom and dad, they really weren't believers. And when I became a believer, I was preaching the gospel on a street corner in front of a bar. My mom came, I command you not to preach anymore. I said, is it better to obey you than God? I didn't dishonor her. I didn't devalue her. I didn't not disrespect her, but can I say I preached the gospel? When she said, I'll pay if you go to LSU, I said, I believe I'm going to go to a Christian university. She said, you're on your own. I didn't dishonor her, but I obeyed God and I still honored her. Come on, children, obey your mom and dad and respect them. We need that in our society now more than ever. Can you give the Lord a shout and a hand clap? This one I really love. Everyone say honor up, honor down, honor all around. So first we honor God. All honor comes from honoring God. The next one we honor our parents. I really love this one. We honor the elderly. If you have your Bibles, go to Leviticus. Some of you have never, you're scared of that book. You've never even gone near Leviticus. It's like a part of town that you're scared to drive through. I get it. Go to Leviticus chapter 19. We're going to look at verse 32. It says, you shall rise before the gray-headed. Hey, somebody, this hair is not colored. They have some gray. Rise. No, I'm joking. Come on. It says, you shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man and fear God, worship God. I am the Lord. I want to say right now, we honor up, we honor down. We honor all around. 
And I do not like when people disrespect the elderly. When you travel and you rent a car, the other day we had to rent a car and this young man got up for an elderly gentleman. Can I say our society needs that? Now, young people, you are amazing. You have energy, you have creativity, you are our future. But let me tell you one thing you do not have, experience. Oh, you should have seen how much experience I had before I had children. Oh, the advice I gave married couples when I was single. Now it's like, man, shut up, Pastor Jude. You have nothing to say on either one of those topics. You need to be taught. I don't know about you. Did you ever judge your parents, anyone older out there? Did you ever judge your parents? Yeah. You see, in Louisiana, they didn't do time out. My mom had a stretch arm. I'm telling you, it could go from here to Sacramento. And if my sister did something and we're both in the backseat, she's doing, and I'm dodging. I go, what me? She goes, both of you come here. That's a mama from Louisiana. They'll use what I call the backseat slap. So I judged her. I thought, I will never, never do that. Well, you have three boys drive from Miami to Key West, Florida in a small rent-a-car, and you'll start doing that. Are you with me? Don't judge your parents too much. You may end up doing the very same thing. But I have learned sometimes we end up, it becomes our judgment becomes our reality. Instead of the scripture becoming our reality. And it says, honor the elderly. I want to say this. We are not a young person's church. We are a young and old church. We're not just a guy church. We're a guy and a gal church. Can I say if you are 70 years old, because I'm getting closer and closer to 70, I want you to know you have a front row seat in this church. And you may say, well, the music's loud. We got earplugs for you. Well, what's up with that dancing? Come on, just stomp your feet if that's all you can do. If you're 80, I will put you up on the stage with me. 90, just drive your car through the lobby. Come on. I don't know. I think our world, and again, some of the protests, where are the elderly people? Maybe some of the young people, before you go burn down a building or throw a stone at someone, go talk to your grandmother. Someone last service said, well, I don't know why I'm still not married. I said, well, you, you don't cook. You need to clean up. Go talk to your grandparents. Maybe they'll help you. That's another sermon. Amen. Amen. Honor up. Honor down, honor all around. We honor God, we honor parents, we honor the elderly. Can you say amen? I want you to write this one. This is a struggle, this one. This is a struggle. We honor civil authorities. And so I want you to go to Romans chapter 13, and we're going to read it. And I didn't write this, so if you get mad at this verse and you don't understand it, because I have questions about this verse. It's real. It's in the Bible. It's anointed. It's inspired. But I mean, you know, some of these inspired words challenge my brain. That's why we need to renew our mind. It says this, Romans 13, 1 and 2, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Really? Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. And then look at 1 Peter 2.17, honor all people. I'm going to just let that settle. That means honor all, honor all people. White people, black people, 
Palestinian people, Jewish people. Honor all people. And please get this, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. I want to begin to say the man who wrote this was living when the king was killing Christians. And he, they were martyred for real. And he's saying not honor their policy, not honor even if you didn't vote for, I mean, honor even if you didn't vote for them, honor even if you don't agree with them, but honor them. We are not honoring just the person, but the office. Why? Because the office is for our protection. Now, do people abuse the office? Yes. God gave authority to protect us, not destroy us. I want to say something about our nation. I'm shocked. I love my nation. I love her. But I'm absolutely shocked at the division, the pandemonium, and the chaos. I did not vote for the current president. Maybe you did, and that's fine. But I want to tell you what I do not like what people do when they mock him. When they mock when he stumbles or mumbles. I don't do that. Why? Because it says, honor the king. And you know another reason why? This gray-headed man's going to be old. And God forbid, I don't want to stumble one day, and I don't want to mumble. But if I do, I pray to goodness someone would honor me and show a deference to someone who's maybe become weaker because of age. COVID hit our elderly community in a serious way. And again, some voted for Trump, some voted for Biden, and here we, we're coming into another election year. Can we please just honor? Now, you better educate yourself. And for me, I vote according to Scripture. And, and again, when we take God out of our culture... When we take God out of our culture, there's no honor for our, our officers, whether governor, senator, congressional leader, president, executive branch, judges, the legislative branch. Why? How can you honor all around and those above us or over us when we don't even honor God anymore? America needs to honor God. When people take God out of the equation, God out of the elite Ivy League schools, God out of political platform, God out of education, God out of our culture, God out of our music, God out. America, do you want God or do you not want God? But we will never honor one another if we don't honor God. Amen. And what is it? It's to value. It's to respect. It's to esteem someone. And I'm not going to begin to mock someone who's supposed to. Do I agree? No, I don't. But I can pray. I can vote. I can educate myself. Everyone say, honor God. Honor parents. Somebody needs to call your parents today. You've been schooling them, telling them how they're wrong. Maybe you should thank them that they fed you if that's all they did. Honor the elderly. Honor civil authority. And last one, no, this is going to be challenging. Honor spiritual leadership. I want you to go to this Bible verse, 1 Timothy 5.17. The most mentioned in honors children to parents. The most, this is my humble opinion, the most significant one is to honor spiritual leadership. Now, before I read these verses, 
I've seen spiritual leadership sometimes use these verses to spiritually abuse their people and manipulate. And it says an elder who rules well, if they're not leading well, respect the position, but you don't, that doesn't mean you have to agree with the person. Let's read this. Let elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. It's the only place where it commands us to give double honor. Have you ever heard someone say, I want a double portion? Lord, give me a double portion. Maybe you haven't even gotten a single portion because you haven't given double honor. And many times it's very easy to honor a ministry or organization that's far away than to honor someone right in your midst. I've been to about 60 nations. You should see how they treat you when you go. Pastor Jim, we're so glad you're here. You almost bounced. Like, no, no, no. Really? I, I'm just human. They say, can I carry your Bible? Oh, no, it's not that heavy. I got it. Can it be? that they have more miracles than we do because they honor more than we do. It says give double honor. I didn't write that. And we need a double portion. I want you to read this last scripture. Go to Mark 6, 4 verses through 6, 4 to 6. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives. And in his own house. This is our house. And it says to give honor. Now he could not do it. It doesn't mean he would not. Their unbelief restrained his ability to do a miracle. He could not do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled at their unbelief. I want to say I think we have one of the greatest churches in all of California, and I'd push the envelope from Canada all the way down to Tijuana, Mexico. There's no greater leadership. And I think we should honor and value and esteem some of our pastors, if not all of our pastors. And I think we could clap, we could stomp, we could cheer. I wanna honor today Pastor Michael and Gabrielle. I wanna honor Pastor Steve in Keola. I want to honor Pastor Phil in Katie Vimti. I want to honor dear Isaac and Carol. I want to honor Pastor Jake and Nancy. I want to honor Pastor Florence and Ramsey. I would like to honor Pastor Edwin and Zuleika Roman. I would like to honor, they just had a baby, Pastor Vlad and Victoria, come on. We would like to honor Pastor Mike and Janet Rovner. And we would like to honor Danny and Kool-Aid, who's over our children, come on. We honor, we do not dishonor. And I want to really honor one of the best pastors I've ever worked with, my wife, Pastor Becky Fuquay. And I know this is awkward because I'm the lead pastor. And honestly, (laughs) 
I personally believe if a pastor demands honor, he probably shouldn't get it. No one's doing that around here. But how do you honor pastors? With your words, by living out their sermons, by your generosity. You guys, we couldn't live here without your faithfulness. I was preaching in Boise last week. I said, you guys need to support me financially. I'm a missionary to the nation of California and it's expensive to live there. We're not living in Texas. I don't want to. I'm called to California and God's able, amen? God's able. Will you do this? I wanna, will you sit down? And then in a moment, I'm gonna name some ministries. And if you volunteer, for any of these ministries, I want you to stand and keep on standing. Personally, I want to thank you for working City Kids. My three grandchildren are in City Kids. If you work in City Kids, will you please stand up? If you work in City Youth, will you stand up? Our young people are important to us. If you work in the parking lot as a parking lot attendant, thank you that you help us. If you work in production, the worship team, media, in any way, you run a camera, this doesn't just happen. If you are part of the marketplace ministry, will you stand up, keep clapping? Or if you are a group leader, a host a group in your home, will you please stand up? If you are a host in a service, stand up. If you're a part of the prayer team, the intercession team, please stand up. If you're a part of City Christian, will you please stand up? We want to thank you. If you're a part of California Coast Bible College and you help, will you please stand up? If you're in the men's ministry, stand up. If you're in the women's ministry, stand up. If you're in the couples ministry, for goodness sake, stand up. If you're in the worship ministry, stand up. Give the Lord a shout and a hand clap for these people. Everyone stand. Let's give the Lord a shout and a hand clap, all of us. Can I say right now, the atmosphere is already changing. America's atmosphere would change if we honored one another. I didn't say agree with one another. But when we honor up, say it with me. Miracles will come down. Whatever area you need a miracle, you honor up, then a miracle will come down. If you haven't experienced the supernatural in that area, did you dishonor? I had to repent. I feel like I have, but as far as spiritual leadership, I stand before you. You could ask my wife. I honored those who were above me. I still do. Pastor Frank, Pastor Benny, Pastor Dave Patterson. How can I ask you to honor us if I don't honor them? And that's what we want to do. Would you put your hands like this as we end? Father, most of all, we want to honor you. We want to honor God. We want to honor your ways. We want to honor the church, Lord. God, that means we want to value, we want to esteem, we want to respect you and your church and your leaders and your people. We want, honor, we want to honor up, we want to honor down, we want to honor all around. Now, I'm going to count to three in a moment. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, number one, honor really genuinely begins with honoring God. And the way we honor God is not just on Sunday. Thank you for being here. That's 
amazing. But we honor him in all our life. We make him Lord. When I count to three, if you've never made Jesus completely Lord of your life, that means number one. In your life, you're going to raise your hand. One. And online, you'll do it too. Two. Now, three. I want to give all my life to Jesus Christ. Raise your hand. I know there's one right back there. Anyone else? Raise your hand. Clap. Stomp. Shout. Cheer. Another one over there. Over there. Come on. Let's clap. We're honoring these hearts. Everybody pray this after me as Pastor Michael comes up. Say, Jesus forgive me come into my heart be the lord of my life in your name amen we so appreciate you spending time with us if you'd like to invest into what god is doing through city church california you can go to our website citychurchca.com and click give thanks again and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this sunday